I'm thrilled to introduce you to two of my very good friends, Terry and Tina Shorter. Terry Shorter created Ripped, the one-stop body shock in 2008, and the newest program, Rumble, with the help of his wife, Tina, truly the power couple. Since 2008, the Ripped program has amassed over 15,000 global instructors, teaching at over 1,000 gyms nationwide. Terry and Tina's success with Ripped was fueled by their passion for helping people really fall in love with fitness and the overwhelmingly positive response from the workout community. All you have to do is follow them on social media and see what raving fans they have. And the truth is, I have been a student of Ripped for many, many years and Needless to say, it kicks my butt every single time. In this episode, we're going to learn a little bit more about what Terry and Tina have created with their fitness programs, but beyond that, what they've created as a couple, working together, living life together, and their secrets for success. It is truly a recipe that you don't want to miss. Let's listen. Hi, I'm Maria, otherwise known as the Fit Foodie. I'm a chef, holistic nutritionist, author, inventor, and mom. And I want to welcome you to my podcast. It's called Recipes for Your Best Life. And with every episode, I'm peeling back the onion on fitness, nutrition, health, wellness, and family. The truth is, you're the chef of your life. And for every important pillar, there's a great recipe worth sharing. So every week, we'll explore them together. Think of it as food for thought that you can really sink your teeth into. So join me and let's squeeze the joy out of this life because you only get one. Can I get a fork, yeah? Tina and Terry, what is up, my friends? Hello. Hey, Maria. It's always so nice to talk to you guys. I mean, we're friends outside of all of this stuff, but it's just really fun to learn about the road that's brought you here to Ripped and Rumble and beyond because you guys are just like the, the ultimate power couple to me. So uh-huh. I always love hearing your input on things, but maybe you can share with our listeners, what did bring you to this point where you decided that creating this you know, international fitness program was something that was you know, your destiny? Well, that's a really good question, but first I want to start by saying thank you so much for allowing us to be guests um, today, and we don't take that lightly. We're really, really honored, and um, as, far as, um, as far as our relationship with you, we've, we've seen how far you've come, so we're not only excited, but also proud. Oh, right. thank you, Mama. <laughs> so what was the question again? No. <laughs> <laughs> what got you here, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. What got you to the place where you were just, I mean, because both of you, I mean, you both have pretty robust backgrounds in terms of entertainment and, you know, other, t- other careers. And I, you know, I'm kind of with you, even though I've always been in food, like I've sort of navigated different ways to get to where we are now, but like, what got you to this point where you were like, fitness is that important that we're going to build our whole career and our, you know, our lifestyle on it? Well, I think that um, it's an interesting story because when we met, um, we were doing different things, but the one thing that we had in common was our passion and hobby for fitness and working out as a couple. So um, even though we had similar things happening like music, 
um, similar passions for music and experience and, and backgrounds in that and dancing and singing. And, um, you know, there were differences too. Like I had a sales career and Terry was in multimedia and entertainment and was also an athlete. Uh, so, you know, a lot of things, you know, were kind of lined up and I think it, it really is a full, coming to full circle type of situation where, of course, it doesn't happen overnight. It took years to finally come full circle and us to realize that. And I think the biggest thing was that we had the great fortune of working with incredible mentors. Mm. Always great to have incredible I always mentors. talk about the importance of that, finding mm -hmm. the people that really, you know, not just your cheerleaders, but your coaches. Yeah, and you know, they really helped us shape and identify our values and our belief systems and and that has really helped so much along the way because a lot of what happens as you know as an entrepreneur has nothing to do with, you know, the circumstance but everything to do with how you manage that emotionally and mentally, right? Right. So Absolutely. Yeah. And, and along the way um, I mean, did you guys go into it thinking this is okay? Here's our plan. We're going to create this format and we're going to train 10,000 people to teach our like, was it really specific or were you like, we love to work out? We think that there's something here. Like, let's see where it goes. I mean, I'm just curious if you were really specific in your thought process or more general. Well, I think first we had to come to a point where we needed it. We knew we needed to do something different. So that comes usually out of pain, right? The avoidance of pain or being sick and tired of being sick and tired. And we were at a point where we were feeling just that. And, you know, Terry was in careers. Like you were just like, this is not what we should yeah. be doing. Yeah. And our mentors had always told us success without fulfillment is still failure. Hmm. So even the, yes, that's how we felt. Oh, that's, that's, that's a fork drop right there. I like that. <laughs> Mic drop. That's success. a good one. We, right. we quote you on that one. Oh yeah. I borrowed that quote. So success without fulfillment is still failure. So even though we were having tremendous success in what we were doing and, and we were proud of that, it was still ringing in our ears, like this feeling of like, okay, we don't enjoy what we do. We're miserable. Most of the time we hardly see our daughter and physically, Terry had um, put on weight. I was just feeling like lack of vitality myself just through this, this painful experience. So finally, we came to the point where it was like enough is enough. And Terry came to that point sooner than I did. I think we we're both feeling pretty beat up emotionally. And um, he was the one who put his foot down and said, you know what, that's it. I can't do this anymore. We need to make this change. And yeah, we did have a model. We did have a plan, you know, success leaves clues. Our mentors taught us that too. And uh, we had seen um, other programs and really had um, watched um, the first program that we had actually been instructors for. So instructing too became a hobby as we were dating. Mm. And, uh, and fast be like, let's meet at the gym. Let's go take a class together. I see. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, is a good way to court. We did. Well, he was just being a good boyfriend, actually. I said, hey, there's. No, no I was being a great boyfriend. He was being <laughs> a great boyfriend. I said, hey, there's this class. I think you might like it. It's kind of like kickboxing. He's like, okay, I'll try it. And I said, it's fun. It has music. So we fell in love with the program and just the experience of being in group exercise. 
And that was what, you know, that was the, that pivotal point for us where we knew group exercise was, you know, we didn't maybe know it initially, but group exercise was, you know, really what made us um, happy and, and brought us a lot of joy. So, and I think the element that brought us the most amount of joy from that experience with group exercise, Maria would have to be, um, you know, the ability and the opportunity to, to serve others, to see them get immediate results and not, not necessarily immediate results, meaning, you know, they, they lost a ton of weight and this and that, but really seeing their, their expression, their, their feeling of, of, uh, accomplishment and empowerment just to witness that, you know, immediately was something that was, again, as Tina mentioned, very fulfilling to us. It was a huge, a broad contrast to what we were experiencing in our corporate life because that was, you know, we did not see that same sort of There was no joy. No there joy. was no joy in banking. <laughs> let let no. me ask you because I, you know, I, similar path, you know, went into the corporate world and it's hard for me to put my finger on it sometimes when I explain it, like what happens when you just hit that tipping point? And I know that you said, you know, you just weren't happy, you know, Terry, you were putting on weight, which I can't even imagine because you're like one of the most fit people I know. Um, and Tina, you were lacking energy and motivation, which again, I don't understand because you're one of the most positive and like bubbly people I know. But was it aside from that, like, what were you not feeling fulfillment from? You know, because people might look and say, well, you've got a stable job and you've got a paycheck and, you know, maybe you've got these benefits and, and all these, you know, things that are like, quote, secure. What makes you turn your back on that? <laughs> well, you know, pain, just emotional pain and just exhaustion. I think you know, for Terry, he certainly wasn't feeling himself having put on that weight. He, when I met him, this guy had, was just enormous in terms of his muscular um, structure and like 7% body fat, if even that. And so he was extremely fit when I met him. So I knew that it wasn't comfortable for him because I'd never seen him that way either. And he uh, was a division one soccer player at UCLA. And I know that he conditioned his whole life through soccer and, and martial arts and, and other sports. So I knew this was was really, really holding him down and, and weighing on him, like no pun intended, right? Yeah. <laughs> weighing on him. But for me, it was more emotional. And even though I mentioned financial success, I was really in the mindset, and this is really interesting, Maria, because I tried to convince myself that as unhappy as I was feeling, I won't speak for Terry, but as unhappy as I was feeling, I try to convince myself that, well, maybe in order to make this kind of money, this is the kind of problems and, and things that you have to endure. Mm. Maybe, maybe it sucks this bad when you make this kind of money. Interesting. I was almost like myself. The, tor the, like the feeling of torture or unfulfillment was almost like justified in yeah. a way because you know you've got to sacrifice in order to make the dollars that you think that you're supposed to be making right right and then and you know in the environment was just dark it wasn't positive it toxic. wasn't it was toxic it wasn't uplifting it was very cutthroat and it seemed like no matter how um how well we did or, or how good of a job we were doing it still felt like we were getting beat up on a daily basis so finally, you know, it came to that point where, you know, you know, the story of the dog on the porch um, that's sitting on the nail and the, the 
grandson asked grandpa, why is the dog crying? Because he's sitting on a nail. Well, why doesn't he just move? Well, I guess it doesn't hurt enough yet. Mm. That was it for us. So we went in on the same day and said, thank you very much for this opportunity. We just don't fit here. We don't yeah. fit in here. And that was after about five to six years. Mm -hmm. Wow. So same company. We had no plan. We had no other jobs. It was that painful. We just knew we needed to get out. Mm. So, okay. So you get to this point where you're like, enough is enough. We need to do something else. You're a married couple. How long had you been married at that point? Well, Tani was only three years old at the time. No. Yeah. Four, maybe she was four years old. She was four years old at the time. So we'd been married five years. Mm -hmm. Tani, your lovely daughter, our lovely daughter. Yeah. Uh, so you had been married four or five years. And you were like, okay, we're, we're going to take this plunge. Did you ever, like before you did it, and I want to talk in depth about what Ripped and Rumble are because they're so hugely successful, but did you ever stop and go, is this going to be, like, can we do this as a young married couple with a young child? With a young child, with a house note, with a, yeah, with a mortgage, with car notes. <laughs> Let me tell you something, because I was just thinking about this as you're saying it. I was just kind of picturing all this, like, I have to tell you that the pain was greater than the fear. Mm, mm. So it was enough to just look over the, I imagine like as an entrepreneur or, or entrepreneur to be, you're standing on the edge of this like precipice and you're looking down and you're like, you know what? If I fall, I fall, but at least I will enjoy the ride down. You know, that's kind of how I've always felt like it's going to be really free to just fly. Well, I think that part of um, our belief system was that we could produce our, this is also learned from amazing mentors, we could produce our way out of any situation. Mm. And it's not having resources, it's being resourceful. resourceful. Yeah. Mm. You got so, all these like, great quotable <laughs> quotes here. I'm, I'm <laughs> loving this. Be resourceful. You don't have to have the resources. And what are those what do you feel like the qualities that you guys brought to the table that were resourceful versus, you know, just straight cash to be able to buy your way into the, into the world? Number one is desire. So desire and, and with that coupled with that, I would have to say having a strong reason why. Mm. So, you know, that is the element that we always have felt allowed us to produce our way out of any sort of situation. Um, is having that strong desire, having a strong reason why to do it. Um, so we felt unstoppable as long as that reason why was, you know, was, was strong enough. And for us, I think the, the our biggest reason why is our daughter, <laughs> you know, making sure that she has, um, you know, a quality of life that is, you know, even far better than ours, our upbringing ever was. And so that in itself has gotten us up every single day. Uh, with that burning desire to, you know, to provide for her. And, and now with, you know, with, uh, with our company, we have, you know, now like 15,000 children that we have, <laughs> that we feel for. and, you know, they, like, wait, did we want this many kids? No, I'm just kidding. Right. Well, and they, and they have also become our reason why. Mm. So, so. Now let's talk about that because this is a great segue. You know, the why is what fuels you and, um, it's funny because I even talked about what is your BHAG, you know, in my book, because I feel like if you don't 
hold on to that and have that on your dashboard, it's really easy to lose sight of why you started in the first place. But okay, so here we are. Um, and how long has Ripped and Rumble been around? Ripped began over here in Aliso Viejo at the Renaissance Club Sport. The very first class was in 2000, uh, July Seven. the 7th, 2008 was the very first class. And then we took that class and created uh, test groups from it. And then with the research and development that we that we did for, I don't know, several months, we took that and then built our instructor training certification manual, took it to the powers that be, the AFAs, the ACEs, the NASMs of the world, the governing bodies basically of fitness where instructors have to get their primary certifications through. And we were approved as continued education providers um, very shortly, pretty quickly. And uh, then from there, we had the green light to go and start certifying instructors to, you know, to go out and teach our program at facilities, whether they were small mom and pop studios to, you know, single location gyms to uh, large box chains like the YMCA's, the Gold's Gyms, the 24-hour fitnesses across the country. Okay, so so let's let's back up for one second and explain if if people haven't done ripped or seen ripped. How would you describe ripped? What what is that fitness format? That's a great question. Um, both of them, first and foremost, you know, for us, if it's not fun, forget it. So they're fun first and foremost. Uh, ripped is a combination of cardio and weight. So it's an acronym that stands for. R for resistance, we work biceps, triceps, and shoulders. I is for intervals, so we do interval training, getting our heart rate up and recovering repeatedly. Then the first P is for power, and it represents our power or larger muscles, which is chest, back, legs, and glutes. The second P is for plyometrics, and that's where we focus on agility, coordination, and explosiveness using sports-based drills. And then the E is for endurance, which is a combination of mixed martial arts, like kickboxing movements and, and things and patterns. Um, and we call it endurance because at the end, it's, a, it's the longest section, it's a cardio piece, and it's mental and physical fortitude. The D in RIFT is for diet and nutrition. That really rounds out the program. We offer free information on our website about blood sugar stabilization as a philosophy so that people can eat the foods that they choose and uh, still get results to round out with their workouts. So right. it really makes it more of a wellness program rather than just a, a fit, an exercise class. And um, how did you guys decide to couple all of those different formats into one? Because oftentimes people will go to the gym and maybe they'll do cardio or maybe they'll just do weights or maybe they'll um, you know, do yoga or something like that. Why did you believe that coupling all of those different um, types of movements would be an effective way to go? Well, that's a really great question because I actually struggled with that, Maria, at the gym. I would only have a certain amount of time and I'd always ask the same question. Am I going to do cardio today or am I going to do weights today? Right? Mm -hmm. So didn't have time for both. So it is truly the best elements of fitness, but how that came about is really, I'll let Terry tell you that because it was definitely serendipitous. 
Um, not by accident at all. And so as, as we kind of go back to our story, the origin story. (laughs) (laughs) Way Uh, back in the day. (laughs) Way back in the day, 2008, at the top of 2008, um, as Tina was mentioning, were the, the dissatisfaction, the depression, just the, you know, the, the need for change was really at its, at its height, at its peak. Um, at the top of the year in January, I just finished a book by Timothy Ferris called The Four Hour Work Week. Also finished another book by Michael Gerber called E Myth. And really, those are the two things that really got me excited. But in addition to that, and the piece that really um, t- took this t- took this um, you know took this thing into action was um, I was in our our makeshift home gym, our garage converted into a gym at our house. Uh, and we have this rebounder, this trampoline, this you know, personal trampoline, was jumping up and down on it, listening to music. As I was looking at um, our, our vision boards or our dream boards that we always created towards the end of the year or at the top of every new year, and on this dream board, you know, we basically would cut out uh, magazine clippings, whether they be words or phrases or images of uh, the places we wanted to go, the things we Love wanted that. to do the the people we wanted to become the people we wanted to serve and um through this montage of you know different images that uh, that i put on this poster board uh one of them was a torso shot of this guy that i cut out of a magazine and it was you know he had nice arms chiseled chest you know awesome abs and 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 i wanted to get back to that place you know where i used to be and uh above that torso shot cut out, clipped out a word called ripped. I just wanted to be, you know, wanted to get in shape again, wanted to be ripped. Yeah. And so as I was jumping up and down on this trampoline, listening to music, uh, looking at this dream board, really getting into state, um, all this. And, and why were you, share with her why you were jumping on the trampoline doing Why that. I was doing that. This is one of the exercises that, you know, our mentors always took us through. One of the things that, you know, we always learn or we learn through uh, you know, through their tutelage was they always said, listen, um, motion creates emotion. And mm. when you're moving, when you're, you know, active, when you're moving and breathing, um, you get emotionally charged and you, you get refocused. You're able to get really, really laser focused. And so that's why I was jumping up on the trampoline. And then all of a sudden, these letters started kind of like popping off of this, this vision board one by one, the R for resistance, the I for intervals, the P for power, the second P for plyometrics, endurance, and diet. And I immediately stopped, ran out of the room to find Tina, and I said, honey, I know exactly what it's going to be. I know exactly. Yeah, he literally ran out and said, I got it. And and proceeded to tell me, you know, what it was going to be. I was like, I didn't even know, you know, what he, we didn't even know at that point what the, what it would look like, but the concept was there. Right. I really love that. And I think sometimes that message, you know, that creativity that comes from just giving yourself a moment to really think and yeah. um, and understand like, what is it that you need? And you know that other people will need it too. Because just like you said, Tina, so many people go into the gym, they're like, I don't even know what to do. How do I get results? Where do I start? Mm-hmm. Right. This is really you know, it's that one stop, like you call it, it's that one stop body shock that gets everything engaged. And I, I mean, I am a loyal devotee. I know that, um, especially when you guys were first starting, I was doing it really, really regularly. And I don't think I've ever been in better shape. (laughs) You're in great shape. You're you're in great shape, girl. 
do you hear that from the people that are devoted to the format? Like, do you hear people say, I, this is like changed me? Yeah. All and the time. All the time. And, and that, again, going back to the reason why, by hearing these testimonials um, from folks from all different walks of life, different age groups, you know, different backgrounds, whether they're brand new to fitness or even elite athletes, professional athletes who've experienced the program. We've heard, you know, things from I've had, I've never had a better time working out. I lost, you know, 10 pounds, 50 pounds, hundred pounds, 200 pounds from this program. It's changed my life. It's increased my confidence. I can walk taller. I can stand prouder. I'm, you know, I'm a better parent, so on, a better student. Yeah, and um, and even even people that are young saying this is what made me fall in love with fitness. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean that's huge. Like I think, yeah, know, I mean I think in, inherent in the word workout is work, and oh, why would you sure. want to do more work? <laughs> yeah. I think we need to redefine that. But I I do feel like giving people an outlet to play and yeah. to feel vibrant and you know look as adults we don't really get to go to the playground like we used to when we were kids and the gym can be our playground it's just about movement yeah. totally i think it's got a way we how change do you get people to kind of get out of their own heads um, when you're motivating them and i know you know you've trained literally thousands upon thousands of people to either teach the format or take the format how when people come to you for the first time, or maybe they're doing the first uh, a class for the first time, you know, do you do you hear objections? Do you see the fear in people's eyes, like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I can do this? And how do you help them get through that hurdle? Well, I think first and foremost, we have to look like we're enjoying the process too. Like we enjoy it, we're passionate about it, and I think that people, it, I think they get first caught in watching us have a good time because we really do yeah uh and i think that the the, we hear this all the time the the segments are short enough where just where you feel like you're gonna die it changes right (laughs) so so they i I would agree with that yeah they got it like even so even if they're struggling it's not like a whole hour where you're staring at the clock and going oh my gosh i i don't know if i should walk out you know, their segments are broken up and the song changes and you get a little 20 seconds in between before the next segment starts. So I think people feel like, okay, that's not too bad. I could do, I could do five minutes or seven minutes or nine minutes of this or that. And, you know, it is, we, we always promote um, that there are options, options for everybody. And, and I think too, Maria, um, in addition to that, even before they experience the workout, yes, um, you know, there, there is an intimidation factor that's prevalent for sure, just by virtue of the name. People look at the name like, oh, ripped. I don't know. That sounds scary. I don't know if I can do that. And so we have to, you know, just A, we, we, we find it imperative to, you know, make sure that not only do, do we look like we're enjoying the process, but before we even start the process, you know, we always greet folks and our instructors, they do the same thing. We greet folks with a smile um, and let them know that there is a place for everybody. You know, this program was truly created for everybody. And so, you know, we'll share, you know, stories from other people who are brand new or perhaps introduce that new person to someone else who, you know, maybe felt the same way initially. So that way there's social proof and they know, oh gosh, okay, if this person was able to do it, I, I think I could do this too. 
We also like to foster an environment where people are congratulating each other and high-fiving each other and supporting each other and lifting each other up. And I think if a brand new person were to walk in, they can already sense that in our community in the room. Yeah, I, I would attest to that for sure. I mean, it is fun. You know, you leave going, wow, I just got a really great workout and I got my ass kicked in a good way. I'm sweating and there's an afterburn, you know, I mean, like what more would you want? Yeah. And, you know, and I think the icing on the cake is that we move to music. So there's a lot of programs that have music in the background, whereas we actually use the music to drive the movement. Mm. So we're, we're moving to the beat, and I think that when you're moving to the beat, it, it makes you, you know, there's, there's um, studies that have proven that, you know, moving to the beat and moving with music actually enhances your results and, and your experience. It can take your mind off what you're doing, number one, but it can also drive you to do more work, over 10% more work than you would have normally done just by trying to finish the song, right? And could, could give the um, impression that time's gone by a lot faster too. So, you know, cause a lot of times, have you ever been to a class where you're, you're working out in this class and you're constantly looking at the clock? It's, it's like death by, <laughs> yes, it's right. horrible. Right. And so that's a lot of the, uh, a lot of the feedback we hear is, oh my gosh, that was so much fun. And time went by so fast. So fast. Right? <laughs> so, and something really cool that you guys do that I just want to mention is, you know, oftentimes you'll go to class and, and you guys are like, well, this is an original song that we created. And we're like, what, how you guys are so talented. Like, I think that's really cool that you incorporate your mutual love for music in this type of creative, you know, next level creativity or originality. What, what made you guys decide to do that? Cause that's a lot of extra work. Just a little. <laughs> <laughs> we just wrote and produced and recorded this amazing song. That's part of this awesome format. Like we just threw that in, you know? Well, you know, Maria, I think that is where it really starts to come full circle for us in a crazy way. It wasn't something that we had planned in the beginning because we were just modeling after a lot of other formats that were out there using, you know, top popular music and top 40 and, you know, just fun stuff that we enjoyed. Uh, and if you're familiar with any um, formats that use that kind of music, they'll tell you how expensive it is and how problematic it is. It's one of the most, we were just on a conversation recently and with another um, program uh, with a friend of ours and um, she was telling us that music is by far the most challenging piece for them because number one, it's so costly and the royalties and mechanicals that you pay as well as you know feedback from different you know people that have opinions about, well, this lyric is suggestive. Did it say this? I thought I heard that. Or how could you put that oh, out instead of these words? And we we have the luxury now, so it is you know an undertaking. We do have our own in-house production team, and they're all amazing. And they're all super amazing. They work on television shows and movies, and they work for other popular artists and writing and and doing vocals and things like that. Um, and we have the luxury and, and pleasure of, and privilege of working with that kind of team. And, um, you know, we just tell them, you know, we, we just give them the guidelines of, of keeping it clean and keeping it family friendly and keeping it uplifting and keeping it positive and staying away from even suggested lyrics because. Yeah. Imagine being able to, we tell them, imagine being able to play this music and folks working out, uh, doing ripped in church. We're like, we're going to take it to church. <laughs> we got to take it to church. That. 
Yeah, yeah. Kind of like going to church. Um, so, so all of the music is is yours. All of the yes. music is original. Yep. Yes. That is huge. That's amazing. I didn't know that. That's really incredible. So here we are, heading into 2020. Uh, it's kind of hard to believe we're rounding the corner into a new decade. Decade. And I know. I know. Just look at our busy <laughs> perspective. They're graduating from high school and heading into their senior year and all kinds of stuff. So when you look back on, you know, now a little over a decade of Ripped and also the addition of Rumble, your new format, you know, what, how do you feel? Like, what are the emotions that run through you just thinking like, we've created this incredible, you know, not only just a fitness format, but really a family, you know, what, what does that look like? And what, what's on the horizon in 2020 for you? I think that, um, well, in the moment, I feel actually very calm. We've certainly had our share of challenges along the way. As every business does. As every business does. <laughs> amen, amen, and amen. And, and on your amen, um, we're, really what helps us forge forward is faith. And faith that, you know, it's not in our hands, it's not our plan, it's not our timeline. And um, if you put it in, if God put this in, in Terry's heart and our hearts to share with other people and we feel like we're truly doing something that is, that gives value or, or provides value in, in, to other people, then we just know that, you know, if, as long as we don't quit, I mean, cause you know, everybody has that day where it's just like, it seems like it's the end of the world from here and there, you know, yeah. time to time. And oh, I've tried to turn in my resignation. Crazy. Yeah. So there might be days where we want to quit, but we just always say, make sure we don't quit on the same day. Right. <laughs> just make sure we don't quit on the same day. No. Um, but yeah, it's really, truly faith. And we just have like this, we, man, you know, what we know about each other and ourselves is that we just have some, we have tenacity and we have staying power because we just have this whatever it takes attitude hmm. that, um, you know, we've, we know we have tremendous work ethic. So we just know that, you know, all those things, all those things that we've learned are, are you know, still come into play, like, you know, doing whatever it takes. Um, you know, you can produce your way out of any situation and, um, it's not the setting, it's not the blowing of the winds, but the set of your sail. You know, a lot of Jim Rohn stuff that we mm. listen to and, and adhere to in, in those tough times. But really, you know, just knowing that we've got each other's backs, at the end of the day, we've got each other. And at the end of the day, it's us. And, you know, we feel like as a team that we can be unstoppable. Okay. On that note, um, let me just gush on you guys for a little bit because. What does that mean? <laughs> First of all, you're like disgustingly cute together. Like <laughs> one of the most beautiful couples I've ever seen in my life. And then to top it off, like incredibly um, amazing human beings and just, you know, just awesome in every way. But you guys are in each other's beautiful faces every single day. Like for most of the moments, <laughs> do you ever just want to choke each other? Just be honest. Uh, pro Tina probably <laughs> more than I do. Yeah. She probably <laughs> no, you know, we, you know, that's, that's a very, very real question. And, you know, we'd be lying if we said everything is perfect every day. Um, I can tell you this. 
if I look back at our entire relationship as a dating and as a married couple, we didn't, we didn't argue truly. What? As parents, we did. Wait, wait, but here's where it starts as parents, we did. And as business partners, we did. So, um, Interesting. Think, yeah. So, you know, yeah. So we had a really, um, great foundation to begin with and it's, you know, just, those trial and errors of being a brand new parent and being moms and dads and, you know, having conflicting opinions on that kind of thing and, and the same thing with business. So one of the things that, um, that I think is important is to, you know, for, for me anyways, is I have to take a look at like, if I'm mad about something, I have to take a look at, okay, really how, how serious is this? How important is this? Do I have to win? Mm. You know what I mean? So who who taught you to do that though, Tina? I mean, that's a level of emotional intelligence that I think, you know, um, you should probably teach a course in because I think if everybody (laughs) was emotionally intelligent, we wouldn't have nearly the issues that we have. But where do you feel like you learned how to do that? Um, I think having other models Mm-hmm. You know, people that we know that we look up to, couples. One of our top mentors, it's really simple, two words, no problem. Ooh. Everything is no, no problem. problem. And, you know, in business, it's, you know, if you come across a challenge, that's, that's all it is. It's just a challenge. You have to figure out a way to, to overcome it. And if they always said, if you can approach, you know, things in life, situations or circumstances in life with that same sort of attitude, listen, no problem. Um, you've, you, the, the battle's almost won. They always said you can put 90, spend 95 or focus 95% of your time on the solutions and only 5% of the time on the problems. And if you can do that, you're going to be just fine. Do you ever yell at each other? Um, yell? My people are loud. So Terry's voice carries, <laughs> Connie's voice carries. I think they're, you know, they're, they only have one volume. <laughs> <laughs> so my people are really loud too and i think that uh, (laughs) i think it's just it's one of those things where you know what i've seen in you guys and i think um i i mean i really look up to you as a couple as i am now engaged and heading in back into the world of marriage which marriage i I feel like (laughs) I feel like I'm coming back with a whole new set of tools, you know, because yes, I've watched absolutely. people that I really respect and, and love like you guys and, and want to take that. What would, what would you, if you could sum up in just three, you know, simple like tips, what would you say to the young couples out there who maybe are looking into going into business together um, you know, it's becoming more and more common uh, that couples are doing this, and especially like with it, all the opportunities that the internet gives to us. You know, I'm seeing it pop up more and more. Like, what are the three things that you would offer as role model advice to the couples out that out there, or even individuals that are thinking about doing this, um, that need to hear this so that they don't end up killing their spouse? <laughs> Three things I could say it in five words. You are absolutely right, honey. <laughs> he just learned that. <laughs> oh, snap. Tina's like, uh, yeah. 
See, an old dog can learn new tricks. Right, right. (laughs) Okay, so maybe distilling that down, like not always having to be right, like letting the other person be right. Well, I think even just a situation like, is this a big deal or not? Okay. In the big scheme of things, is this a big deal? Okay, so that's one. What else? Um, Be a good listener. I think having the ability to listen to, yeah, communicate, yeah. listen, and um, be willing to uh, hear another perspective and be accepting and open to another perspective. I love it. So being open and what else? One more. Hmm. Make it a good juicy one too. I want to hear some juice. Well, I think it like when Terry said your why is really important, like really just never forgetting your reason why you started to begin with. You can't forget the reason why you started because in your toughest times, if you know what that is, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll still forge forward. So it'll knowing that ensures that you're not just going to quit. Right. Like, like that just reminds you of why you can't quit. And I think a lot of people pack up too soon just because, you know, one bad thing happens or they have, you know, you know, an argument or they, they can't get past a certain topic on an argument or something that seems to be a sore spot. Yeah. Um, You know, and I think that with what Terry said about the communication part and being willing to listen, you know, it doesn't always have to, like, we all have ideas and, and maybe mine worked last time, but maybe his works next time and mine sucked, you know, and like, we have to be like flexible. Yeah. Can I just share with you something that I've learned from you guys? (gasps) What's that? Um, I've learned that you guys really allow each other to express yourselves. Like, you know, sometimes you meet couples that like cut the other one off or like don't allow one to speak fully and express themselves. I think you guys do a really good job of honoring each other that way and that you allow each other to express your opinion and your thoughts completely rather than just like jumping in or, you know, Almost even like sometimes when somebody finishes another person's thoughts, you're kind of like, well, wait, was that exactly what they were going to say? Or did you just like not let them finish? And I think you guys do a really good job of that. Thank you. Thank you. There was a, there was a book that we read when we first, around the first, uh, when we first met. And one of the, the ideas or the, the bits of advice that this book uh, gave to us, the one takeaway that we got from it was the most uh, unforgettable. The most unforgettable was never public bash. Mm. And so that no, yeah, no public bashing. So true. But like you can bash behind closed doors, like go at it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that, that doesn't happen. I mean, and I think, um, I don't know whether it's because of the, um, you know, just our upbringing <laughs> or whether we took that bit of advice and it's just, it's it stayed with us even behind closed doors. Yeah. Well, I think it really um, helps cultivate like this respect. respect. Yeah, absolutely. Respect. And, um, and then, you know, if you're, if, if you make that a practice, it, it does bleed into your entire life. So it's not just out in public, you know, that you're not named. So, so in other words, public bashing might be like making a joke about, you know, someone else being, being a certain way or doing certain habits or, you know, it's really about not throwing the other person under, under the, the bus. bus to them embarrass them. Right. Yeah. No, I think, I think respect is actually like 
my big word. Respect is like one of the most important things. Respect and communication. I think you guys encompass that so beautifully. So ripped and rumble. What's next? Have you guys, do you have a dream board in the works for the next decade, the next year? What, what are your, you know, what are your passion projects and anything else that we can expect to see from the TNT? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, you know, I think with rumble rumble is the, the newer program. It's our baby now. It's the newer baby. Um, Can you just uh, talk about it real briefly? Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. So, it's it's a program that we wanted to to have when we first started ripped you know the the idea was to create a cardio mixed martial arts program and it just so happened to be born from the endurance section of ripped the e section which tends to be the most popular uh, component of the ripped fit fitness formula and so uh, it took years and years of, of uh, discussion and development. And finally, we have it in a place where we feel the, the rest of the world's ready to experience it. And um, we created this, this, uh, this cardio mixed martial arts program. And you're punching, you're kicking, you're throwing elbows. But the other element that really makes it truly unique and fun and, fun, uh, and is, uh, gives it kind of like that wow factor is what we call the rumble stick, which is uh, a weapon, a mixed mar- a martial arts weapon from uh, like a Kali stick, basically a 26 inch um, weapon that um, looks like a stick, uh, traditionally made out of bamboo or maple, but in rumble, we have a practice stick that people would use in martial arts studios that has a plastic core and then it's covered by a foam, foam covering. So it's, you know, so soft. it's safe, it's soft, but still it gives you that, that genuine and authentic feeling of wielding a, a true martial arts weapon. And, and feeling it, like a badass. Yeah, like Bruce yeah. Lee a lot yeah. for sure. Or a Charlie's yeah. angel. <laughs> So, um, and it is also set to music. It's, we, we actually created uh, two different options. People can e- either deliver a 30 minute or 60 minute option um, of the program. And it is, it's a lot of fun. It's um, like I said, authentic. And we've uh, put together a really solid team of, um, of contributors that have made it, you know, just uh, truly um, incredible, so. So that so that's kind of the the baby the um, the newer program is the focus in 2020 going to be on growing Rumble. Yeah, while continuing to grow ripped, yes, Rumble um, is definitely taking off, and um, you know, with the with it, this industry as every industry out there is evolving. Um, you know, we have to make sure that we we are. are evolving with or at least staying a couple steps ahead you know in addition to rumble there's some other programming concepts that we have that we want to start um, working on and get out into the marketplace yeah and different projects that um you know that are fitness related but not necessarily uh fitness program you know uh, branded fitness programs per se so yeah so so there's the focus so um you know ripped and rumble both being fitness oriented but the d in in ripped being more about diet and about what you're putting in your body mm-hmm. would you guys would you guys say that you eat pretty well absolutely do people ask you what do you guys eat to stay to look so good <laughs> well i think that if you're um in fitness as an instructor you know looking the pitch and representing as best you can is really really important 
and uh, and people will have a tendency to ask you what to do. They're looking for advice or looking for help, whether it be what to eat or even even their shoes. What to wear? Yeah, or what to wear. Um, but in terms of the food, yes, uh, people will ask what they can do to you know improve or enhance you know what they're doing, or you know they just feel stuck. They're not sure what to do. So people do ask all the time. And, you know, fortunately for us, you know, we have had a, a lifestyle, even before the programs, we did have a, a healthy lifestyle. Um, and with that, I, I do want to point out that we are foodies. So we love and enjoy food and, and desserts and things like that. But everything is in moderation. So, you know, we sometimes eat like, like if we were to look at it in percentages, it might be like, 80, 20 or 90, 10, um, in terms of like the healthy and then the splurging, right? Yeah. Um, some people have cheat days, uh, but we like to just practice moderation and not indulge, you know, every single day in those things that aren't necessarily good for our bodies. And that's the way to go. It's the way to stay balanced, that 90, 10 rule, or, you know, for some people, 80, 20, but it really does make a difference. You guys are relatively new. Um, you eat fish, but right? Or completely? Yep. yep. Pescatarians. Yeah. You're pescatarians. What, what brought you to that change in your, in your eating habits? You know, uh, there's a lot of documentaries out there and I'm not going to say it was, you know, specifically because it, of a documentary that scared us or anything like that. Um, but you know, we had watched a movie and we're just like, you know, we should a, just try is a family movie. It's a, a family action, friendly, family yeah, it's a family friendly, friendly movie, movie that, that <laughs> talked about, you know, pork and meat and things like that. And then we decided, you know, we should we should just um take a break on you know some of the heavier proteins like poultry and beef, beef. and pork. Yeah. And just eat, you know, stick to fish for a little while. And Terry actually brought it up and I was totally on board because I know my body like has, it's hard for my body to, to break down some of the proteins. Right. So, um, I was like, yeah, I think that'd be a good idea. And, uh, it was supposed to be like, let's just do for 30 days and 30 days turned into, I think now it's over a year and a half. Right. Yeah. Closing in on two years. I just feel and, like, and do you, do you feel a difference in your energy and, Everybody's been asking me about the new documentary. I won't name it specifically, but that <laughs> is about athletes that are vegan and they're like, should I go vegan? What should I do? Right. I did see it. Um, I think again, you know, um, in terms of how we feel, yeah, the, the answer is yes. So energy is, is, uh, is really solid. It's consistent and we don't feel lethargic and slow. I don't feel slow. Now, you know, I, I do want to tell you though that we do pay attention to our bodies in terms of like supplements. So I get my blood work done regularly so that I know if I'm low in any of my um, vitamins or minerals or hormones or anything. Oh, interesting. Yes, very good. How, when you say regularly, how often? Um, I can usually tell when something's not right. I, I, I get my normal um, physical and, you know, they do a regular blood panel, but sometimes I feel like I need to get the extended blood panel just to make sure. Um, Cause I can usually tell like something is off. And the first thing I notice is my energy, energy. might be low. Ah, yes. Energy might be low. I'm doing, I'm eating well, I'm working out, I'm sleeping just the same. Nothing's changed there. And if my energy's low after, after I'm doing everything, seemingly right then there's something else that i don't know that's internal 
that could be happening. So I, I immediately get that checked out. And sure enough, there's usually something that's off. So I encourage every female. And male. And male, but every female, because we have, you know, the issues with hormones sure. more, more often than not. Um, I really think knowing is half the battle so that you can, like, if you're low in D3, take D3, the supplement. Yeah, D3 is one of the, I was just about to say, D is like low for almost everybody. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And, you know, it's also along those lines, I always recommend to people get an allergy panel because allergies mm -hmm. can cause mm -hmm. inflammation that you don't sure. even realize. And an inflammatory response can affect your energy um, on the whole and your ability to lose weight too. So... It is good, it's good to know your, your stuff. It's good to know what's going on with your body. Um, so yeah. we, we have like, I, I really don't want to hang up because I enjoy, am enjoying this so much, but we're kind of nearing the end of our time together. But I have like a really, really important question to ask you guys. Go for it. What, uh -huh. what would your last meal be? And I'm not talking about like, <laughs> like you're like not the last supper gonna happen like the last meal like to infinity like if you could just have that one meal and be okay <laughs> with it like what would it be uh can it be a dessert <laughs> it can be whatever you want it to be maybe pumpkin souffle a la mode wow fancy oh. does that somebody specific make this for you uh, yeah, it comes out once a year at the Stadium Brewery, right down the oh. street. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude, it's seasonal only. We do we do one of those um, a year when it's in season, and then we're good for the rest of the year. But if I could just not care and have it all the time, it'd be wonderful. Okay, Stadium <laughs> Brewery pumpkin souffle a la mode. How about you, T? You know, um, mine would be also seasonal. It would be a soup, a Japanese traditional soup that my mom uh, makes uh, on New Year's Day. We always have oh, it on New luck. Year's Day. It's a, good luck soup. it's a good luck soup that has mochi, which are rice balls, um, in the soup. So it's kind of like a, what would you say, like a dumpling, dumpling soup? soup like yeah, like a dumpling soup, Japanese style. Japanese style. And ozoni, um, again, is only served. It's only supposed to be served on New Year's Day. And my mom comes over every year early in the morning. She probably comes at about 7 a.m. And uh, we make it together. And that's, that's the, that's, that would be my last meal. That is, what a beautiful tradition. That just gave me chills. <laughs> I love that. I love the traditions that family well, share. What yeah. would be yours, Maria? Yeah, what would be yours? Oh, God. You know, I asked this question, but I don't answer it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's so Boy, it is like, it's so hard to pick one, but if I could have my mom back, it would be her making me molokheya. And kind of along what you were saying, um, Terry, it's a soup also, and it's uh, it's a green soup. It's made with this herb called juice mallow, kind of, it's from the jute plant. And most people don't know about it here, but in Egypt, it's like our national dish. Wow. And, um, it's really so good for you. You kind of feel a little high after you eat. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she makes it with like a homemade chicken stock. Mm -hmm. And um, she would do like a roast chicken on the side with rice and you eat all of those three together. It's like imperative that all three are together. Right. And uh, yeah, it's, it was one of my favorite meals ever. And when she made it, it was just really special. So oh, I would say that would be it. Oh, that's perfect. great. That is perfect. And it's in the book. So I took oh, her recipe yay. 
and I did put it in the book. So that green soup that's in the book called Molochea, and by the way, Molochea means of the kingdom. It ah. used to be the, it was very hard, uh, very rare in the time of the pharaohs, but the legend has it that Cleopatra ate it every day because it's full of natural collagen and it was wow. part of her beauty regimen. Wow. So it was good for the queen, you yeah. know? It's got to be good for all of us. That's right. Well, you guys, thank you, Tina and Terry. I really appreciate your time, appreciate you sharing so much of your heart and your light with the world. Thank you for all of your lessons and your very quotable quotes. And uh, <laughs> wishing 2020 will be the most prosperous and successful year of all. With that, good luck, Sue. Thank you. Thank you. Yours as well, Maria. We appreciate you. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I know you have a lot of choices out there of what to listen to, what to watch. So it means a lot to me that you're here with me. And hey, if you love this content, would you hit the subscribe button? I want you around. I don't want you to just show up for one episode and leave. I want you here, part of the conversation, a seat at this table. And while you're at it, would you share this with your friends and family? And if you take a screenshot and share it on your social media with a hashtag, R-F-Y-B-L for Recipes for Your Best Life. I'll make sure to personally give you a shout out and you may just be featured right here on the show. So until next time, here's to living deliciously and being the chef of your best life. <laughs>